0: You wanted it, you got it. We're going to be talking about Boston College football recruiting. I'm going to give you some news and nuggets, things you're not going to find on any other podcast. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm also the editor of BC Bulletin. Check out my work there. So this is our Wednesday recruiting wrap-up. This is, I think, our third weekly version of this. And my goal is to continue doing this all the way up to the football season so that you're getting all your recruiting news right here. Now, we've talked at nauseum about the two new commitments over the weekend. That was Erics Doggerty, a defensive tackle, and Jordan Mayer, a defensive lineman slash edge player. Now, if you wanted to get more insight into what kind of players they're going to be, John Garcia talked about both of the players on his – SI All-American, which is part of the Sports Illustrated network. We I've worked with John on a bunch of different things and John really is a great analyst. You know, he's got a long history in working in sc- you know, scouting recruits and things like that. And I wanted to give you his insight into both of these players because I know there's there's been some Apprehension from some of the fan base. These are kind of under recruited players. Di- you might want to call them Diamond of the Roughs. And John is the kind of guy, he's more of a national guy uh, that could give you a better perspective from a more of a macro lens about what each of these guys means. And that, so on Jordan Mayer, around the same time Doggerty popped for BC, the pass rusher pledged to the Eagles came in via Jordan Mayer. Another two-way prospect with tight, tight end moonlighting on the resume. Mayer will be expected to play outside on the BC front with length and a strong first step in his game. The rising senior can win with speed and or counter with power from out of a three or four point stance. He also has experience working in space with success as an off ball player at all times for Jefferson Hills in Pennsylvania. At six-four-two thirty-five, 235, Mayer has the chance to become a pass rushing specialist or potentially build into a hybrid role with principals on the outside and inside alike. BC is up to five verbal commits. And uh, he says how that kind of takes the sting off of the Bubakar trior. Decommitment. So there you go. That's what you get with mayor. As I've said, and I don't know if you guys believe me, some people call me a honk, say that I'm always pro-BC or that I can I can spin anything positively. Here's here's John Garcia, a guy who covers the Alabama's, the Georgia's, Ohio State's, USC's, giving praise to what Boston College got in mayor. And I've told you, I said this earlier this week, that I knew, all you know, this is the guy all along that Boston College really wanted. This is a guy that Jeff Halfley had had identified early in the process and landed him. So, you know, I think it's good to see that a national guy sees the same potential in him. Now, Eric's Doggerty as an interior defensive lineman, uh, he talks about uh, Garcia talks about him as well. He said, "When a program gets a coveted prospect on campus, and he wraps up his recruitment while in town, it's seemingly a bit, bitter. It's a bit sweeter for the coaching staff. It enables them to celebrate with said recruit and his family. Something Jeff Happley, Halfly and company were able to accomplish with Doggerty, the two-way Bloom Hills lineman." Well put together at 6'4 285 or so. This native Michigan native is a balanced defender with prowess versus the run in the pass. Throw in plus athleticism, a strong lower half and consistent motor, and there is a fit at the program's aggressive defensive scheme. So again, you're seeing the same theme between both of these guys. These guys are athletic. That's something Jeff Hafley has preached over and over again with this squad. That's what he wants to build on defense. And you're getting a defensive lineman on the interior that is athletic and quick. That is a plus because I think that is something that they've kind of lacked a little bit. But he's got power too, and he's going to be a guy that's going to have to bulk up a little bit. He's at 285. Most defensive tackles you want it like 295, almost 300 pounds. So he's going to bulk. He's going to need to get a little bit bigger. Um, but He's got some time. Obviously, he's got another year in high school. He's going to have a couple of years, probably, with red shirts and and kind of sitting on the on the depth chart. He'll have that time. So I wanted to give you that perspective, and hopefully, that will help you kind of wrap up in your brain what is going on with BC these two BC recruits and. One of the questions that came up to me about that weekend, it was again, it was a huge weekend. I said Jacoby Robinson was there. Um, another big name that you might want to know is London Montgomery, a four-star running back from Pennsylvania. He was there. Uh, there was a bunch of really big names. Jackson um, Carver, a big-time tight end with a ton of offers, he was at the at at this weekend. And one of the questions people had asked me. Is what who will be the next to pop for BC, or who will be the next to commit? And I have to be honest at this point right now, based on the conversations I've had with some of the recruits and and seeing where where they're going in terms of their tours and and visiting other schools, a lot of the bigger names are going to probably take a little while. Guys like Jackson Carver. And London Montgomery, they're gonna they're gonna do their their due diligence and look around, and that's part of just that's just part of the the M O of this right now. So if BC gets another recruit in the next like couple days. It'll be a a smaller recruit or someone that maybe has a smaller offer list and is excited, super excited about being at BC. One name that I think could be someone that if they're if he's a take and I'm not sure he's a take. That what a take is if you're just getting interested in recruiting is does BC want to accept the offer that they give him? Like BC offers like you know 300 kids and not every obviously they can't take every single one of them. So some of those offers they have to be like okay, so you have to wait for us to also be ready for this, okay? So, the other one that I saw that came back that has kind of that feel of someone who could pop is Darius Taylor. He's an athlete slash running back. Um, He doesn't have a huge offer list. You know, he's got Cincinnati, some Max schools, and some Big Ten uh, offers. I don't know. I don't. He's one eighty five, so I could. I don't. He's a little undersized to be a a running back, but you know, he's got a BC offer. He was offered recently, so maybe he could be someone. Um, In terms of London Montgomery the four-star running back I just talked about. I don't expect him to go to BC at all. Unfortunately, it's great to get him on campus. That was a huge thing. Uh but he's got he just recently received an offer from Penn State, which is his hometown um, his home state school, not state, but you know what I mean. Um and they he has said that that was his dream school. So if if Penn State is going to take him, he's going to probably pop immediately. So well, if he does He's going to be off the board. But if he doesn't, BC could be in that picture. So it'll be interesting to see how the Nittany Lions view him. In a moment, I'm going to get into some more recruiting nuggets you're going to want to know about, give you some basketball news and in on t- on terms of their recruiting trail. There's a lot you're going to want to hear about, so make sure to take care and hear that. Anyone take Baylor or Kentucky or even Tennessee and now your bracket's busted? Yeah, yeah. Mine's not looking good either, but I still got some cash for my stat hero pickem. If you haven't checked out this new platform, you're really missing out. Stat Heroes NCAA Game Pickems pits the star players against each other in this amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best. With the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going against, and they're gonna give their gamers winning four times more often. In addition to their pickup games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head to head. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed, so check them out. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. And use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. And use promo code locked on for 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Term and conditions apply. Now, it's that time of the year, and I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually do enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best-built-tasting built Bars. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're a protein-infused marshmallow, and they're 100% covered in chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors including churro, marshmallow, banana cream pie, and I just got a text earlier today Day, but they have brownie batter uh, puffs. I'm to try those out. They sound so good. All Built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, and they are good for you. They are 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein with flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. You're going to want to check them all out. So head on over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Uh, so, there was some recruiting news I think many of you guys were going to want to kind of get your head wrapped around. So, on Tuesday, while Boston College was practicing at uh, the Fish Field House, they had another practice. Boston College coaching staffs were also busy in the state of Texas. And they offered three new recruits uh, from Texas, something that they've kind of begun to really emphasize, this this going after the Texas athletes. And I think this is a huge deal, and I'll, t- I'll explain it in a bit. And if you want to talk about going after big-name guys, here's some of the ones they went after. So Jonathan Hall is a safety from Katy, Texas, uh, not ranked. But listen to this offer list this kid has. Arkansas, Duke, Purdue, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, Utah, Vanderbilt, and Wisconsin. So this kid is already you know, getting a ton of offers. Obviously, a local kid, some of those local schools like Texas Texans Tech are going to be hard to pull off. But, hey, BC's had some luck in that state too, and he's a defensive back. He's a safety Remember, that is where – you're going to send Azar abdul him down there. Jeff Halfley can talk about it, Tem Lokabu. This is a position where BC could this potentially snipe a really good secondary – some secondary help. And I think also – like we've been talking about all these early commitments – There's a reason why there haven't been any defensive backs. It's because BC can get really good ones with the staff that they have. So this is another one. There's a really interesting recruit. He's class of 23, so keep your eye on that. See if BC can kind of make some headway with Jonathan Hall. And they continued their... Journey through the Lone Star State, offering Kelby Valson a 6'2, 175-pound class of 23 wide receiver. Um, you know, they've had wide receivers from there. Jaden Williams, who's gonna be a starter next year, is from Texas. So there's other wide receivers uh, that they're looking at as well. And he's got an offer list that's not as uh, scary as as the last guy, as Jonathan Hall. Colorado, Minnesota, Pitts, Stanford, TCU, Texas Tech, Utah, Vanderbilt, Wisconsin. So, uh, Sorry, Wisconsin didn't offer him. They're interested in him, though. So, an interesting player. Another one that they could look at. Now, BC has a wide receiver already committed to this class. So, it kind of shows that they're probably looking at a couple. Um... Jaden Skeet from Catholic Memorial is a wide receiver. I imagine they're going to probably look at it maybe two uh, for that position. So going down to Texas is not a worst-case um, worst scenario for BC. And they also made an offer to high three-star wide receiver Montrell Wade. I say high three-star because he's like right on the edge of being a four-star. Uh, he's the 71th-ranked wide receiver, and he has offers from Georgia Tech Houston, uh, Kansas and Arkansas State. He's from Tyler, Texas. So a couple wide receivers. A co- you know you're going for that that Texas speed down there. Uh, so it's interesting. So as I said earlier, when we were talking last week, and you can go back and listen to the episode when people were freaking out about BC losing out on Massachusetts recruits, and I said, yeah, that stinks. But also, if BC can get kids from Texas and other places that don't think of BC as the coaches as poorly as the Coaches in the B- BC area, the high school coaches around here think of them. Who cares? So, you're going down, you get guys. I mean, look at what they've got. They've res- they've landed from Texas. They have Tyler Vrabel, Jaden Williams, Jalen Williams, their speedy defensive back who will probably talk more about this year. They've gotten, they've they started to make some headway in this state. And if they continue to do it, and you, you could, sh- you, you put Jaden Williams on a pedestal and say, Hey, Texas wide receivers, you can be like him. Um, I think that's that's much more important than recruiting in Massachusetts. Just my opinion on that. So that's our end of our football coverage in terms of recruiting. Now, basketball is interesting as well because there was a new offer that came out uh, for a class of 23 that I thought was really interesting. It's a name you're going to want to watch for. Eric Demings. It's the second uh, different spelling of Eric that we've got. We have Eric's E-R-Y-X that just committed to BC. And now this is A-R-I-C Demings. Of um, Texas, another one, this is from Duncanville, Texas, is a two uh, 2023 recruit that's seen his recruitment blow up. Um, he's only got a few handful of rec- offers right now, including Loyola Marymount, UT Re- Rio Grande Valley, Morgan State, and Oakland. Uh, but he's talked uh, at length about his relationship with BC, and he talked to 247 Sports About that. He said, I talked to Anthony Goins and our conversations are mostly about dogging all of my opponents, Deming says. They're building up their program this year and they have a lot of dogs. So they are looking to build up that type of mentality. And then the writer, Uh, Brandon Jenkins says, a competitive guard who is a consistent shooter from beyond the arc, Demings is a very competitive guard who is mature in his approach and accountable. He is capable of playing on or off the ball because of how well he shoots the basketball off the catch. He can make downtown jumpers and bunches and elevates the momentum of a game once he heats up. As he continues to master the point guard position, Demings' level of burst and winning mentality should assist him in his development. He says, and an unranked prospect in the 247 database, expect Demings to receive a national grade when the rankings are updated this spring. Now, you look at that. A guy that can shoot all over the court and has an outside shot. Does that sound like the type of player Boston College badly needs? Yes. So, I don't know where BC is going to be at in terms of continuing to add via, via the transfer portal. We've talked a little bit about it. You know, Kanye Jones is the first player to enter the portal I've heard more buzz that Makai Ashton lankford is going to come back, so that could take away a spot from the portal, and which is fine because you are probably going to get more from Makai Ashton Langford than a guy in the portal. But you know, I think you are going to have to start looking ahead and seeing these next recruiting classes. So, t- class of twenty twenty three is going to come up fast. And how many spots Boston College has? I don't. I don't see them having more than maybe two spots uh, for recruitment for for recruiting. So. Um, Demings might be one to watch, and there's a few others that we've talked about as well. Uh, So keep your eye open. This is a guy that's under-recruited right now, but if he's as good of a shooter, as they say, he's going to probably get some offers real quick. So uh, Eric Demings is his name, and um, we'll keep an eye on that for the show. Now in our final segment, I want to talk a little bit about the NIT in women's basketball. And I had a conversation uh, with someone about... Why this game is in Colombia, and I'll explain it, and I'll tell you my thoughts about it in just a moment. Are you in the process of doing work on your car? Why save time, save time and money when using Rock Auto? Why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can head over to rockauto.com and save today? Rock Auto is a family business serving it, doing your do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So, go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. And when you head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, make sure to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. This is Locked On Boston, calling AJ Black. We are up to episode 350. Uh, I think it's. I think it's today. I think this is our 350th show, which is incredible. I have now recorded 350 podcasts on Boston College just for the show. So thank you all who have made us your first listen every single day. For those of you that have made us part of your routine, that like listening to us, those of you that have uh, recommended us to friends and family, thank you to each one of you. It It means the world to me that you have chosen to give me your time to hear my thoughts on Boston College sports and to give you the news and information that you so badly want. So... On Sunday, sorry, on Monday, Boston College smoked Quinnipiac. We talked about this on yesterday's show, uh, winning by 26 points to enter the third round of the NIT for the women's. And I had said that the game was going to be at Boston College because Boston College is the first seed, and the first seed should get home court advantage throughout the the playoffs or throughout the tournament. Well, I have to take a mea culpa here because I was wrong. Boston College is traveling to Columbia for the next round which makes no sense because Boston College is the one seed and Columbia is ranked below them. So why are they getting the home court advantage? Well, I did some digging and I talked to some people and I talked to someone at Boston College and I'm not going to give you their name, but I did speak to somebody and I just asked, I said, so what is, you know, why, why is BC not getting home field? And they said, um, I'm not exactly 100% sure as to why Columbia is hosting. Now, there are factors in selecting which team will host the game, like gate revenue potential, who bid what between the two programs or who bid higher, ticket prices, host guaranteed amount, budget forms, attendance history in the previous games. So what sticks out to me there? It's the attendance history, right? So Boston College, if you look at the attendance for for the women's NIT games, they're averaging like 450 players, fans per game, which is not good. And Columbia, who is an Ivy League school and not the most uh, prolific athletic program in anything, they were averaging like 550. So they immediately beat BC there. That would also give them higher gate revenue potential. And so, you know, why would, you know, and that leads to the thought too, right? Yeah, it, it, you want to have the game at home, but why would BC um, outbid them if no one's going to show up to the game, right? It's good for the players, I'm sure. I'm sure, like, you know, Joanna McNamee and those that squad wants a home court advantage, but if no one's going to come, what's the difference, right? So this leads back to my conversation I was having with somebody with, you know, it, attendance is this big issue. And women's basketball has been an afterthought for years, and I get it. This year, you know, it's the WNIT, so it's it's important because it's, a, it's postseason play, and they're good, and they're playing well. But there's still this underlying sense of disappointment that they didn't get into the NCAA tournament. I think that level of excitement would have taken that next step if they did that. Now, they lost to Florida State um, in a game that they just needed to win, and they couldn't do it. So there was some disappointment there. But it kind of goes back to this just general malaise around a lot of BC programs right now. I watched the hockey game. It was dead. You, you see the basketball games. They're dead. Baseball's dead. It just seems like for – and I'm not going to blame the students for this. It's just it's, – it's the alumni base too, right? It just seems like there's multiple other things people would rather do than go watch a, B, a BC game. And, it's, and that's that's kind of sad because I'm going to get on my old man's soapbox here and feel old. When I was there, almost every sport was like can't miss. You know, I had student season tickets for basketball, football, and hockey. And I in the years I was there, I probably missed like two or three games. And they were because of like family commitments I couldn't get out of. And I wasn't the only one. I got to those basketball games and there was just no room in the student section. And it wasn't just the students. It was the fans were there, and it was busy. So I, it's not just BC, though. It's 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 a world thing. People are just choosing, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the accessibility of watching it in your own couch, to just stay at home and watch it. And, you know, those kind of decisions are, are what causes these games to go to, like, Columbia. I mean, how easy would it have been? I mean, If BC lost this because they had, you know, just too few students to go to the games, that stinks. You know, it stinks for the players. You feel for them because they probably wanted, you know, to play at home. Now, that being said, everything you're hearing is secondhand. So I talked to someone at BC and they weren't even able to tell me why. And, you know, that might be something a step higher, but I don't have contacts there uh, to get that. But the person I talked to was in athletics and that's what they told me. Um, But I've also heard that. Uh, People were teams were only asked to go on the road. I think for two games because they lose too much money. So Columbia has already done two, and so they get home games. And I guess, I mean, there could be anything. It just it just stinks. I I, the point of this segment is I feel for this women's basketball team because they are a fun team. I mean, you saw yesterday on uh, sorry on Monday Taylor Soul have the best basketball performance on anyone on either men's or women's side this year. She had 33 points and 16 rebounds. That is beast mode, right? She she was incredible. And but no one's going to go and watch it. So, I feel for them because they're playing their hearts out. It you know, they had that game against NC State where they gave away Duke men's basketball tickets and they packed the stadium, and all the women all they could talk about and Joanna McNamee afterwards was the presence of the fans. They talked so much about how much that meant to them, and it just stinks that they haven't had that repeat experience. So maybe this is a jumping-off point for this team. Maybe next year you know, the pandemic will slow down even more, more fans will be able to get out there, and this will be an afterthought. But the best that you can do now is turn on the games if you can't get to it and watch them because they're a fun team, and... You know, next game's going to be a big one. Columbia is a good team, I mean, for women's basketball. So you want to check that out. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to jump in, talk some more uh, football practice talk, get into some of the conversations about that. Any recruiting news or anything else that breaks, we'll have it here. So make sure to check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at LockedOnBC or at underscore BC. Make sure to find us on um, the internet at bcbulletin.com. I'm the editor and publisher there. Uh, We're going to be talking NFL draft soon. I can't wait to get into that with you all. Well, have a great Wednesday, everyone, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.